Get ready for your first Minnesota golf round of 2023. The 32nd Annual 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 24th through Sunday, February 26th. Grab your foursome and check out all that this year's show has to offer. Free lessons from PGA professionals, great deals on apparel and equipment, plus your chance to sink a putt for $100,000, and so much more. Tickets and more information at minnesotagolfshow.com. There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports, whether it's on the gridiron. For the end zone, it's Jefferson who's got the touchdown. On the court. Edwards thinking three and popping a three. On the ice. It's the and Or on the diamond. Buxton hammers that to left field. Another Minnesota home run. Whether it's positive. I think this is a good enough roster to make the playoffs. Or negative. He's terrible. Awful. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Whether there's optimism. Hey, they might be able to even make it to a conference final. Or pessimism. Don't expect me to be super excited. I mean, I don't know. Does this really do much for anybody? There's always something to chat about. Shout out to Minnesota Sports Chat. Keep on being elite. If you're looking for fun, informative, discussion on all things Minnesota sports, you've come to the right place. This is Minnesota Sports Chat, and now, here's your host, Ross Brendel. Well, that would be me. Welcome inside edition number 154 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat, award-winning if only in my own mind, and that is indeed all that matters. Jesse Pierce from the Bar Down Beauties podcast, Wild.com, now a regular on Judd's Hockey Show and the co-host of Purple Dailies Before We Die in Mere Moments. I'm sure I even left off a few things. She'll correct me on that. But first, a reminder, please rate and review Minnesota Sports Chats on Apple and on Spotify. And if you're listening in the Score North Taxi Squad feed, I encourage you to subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever it is that you get your favorite podcasts. I also encourage you, if you haven't done so already, subscribe, rate, and review that Bar Down Beauties podcast as well with the Queen Butte, Jesse Pierce. Jesse, how you doing? Good morning, Ross. I've missed your face since uh, the Vikings let us down and, and before we die, I had to come to a season close, so it's wonderful to see it once again. I uh, am still not talking about it because I'm the idiot that thought the Vikings could somehow make it to the NFC Championship game, even though with you all season long on Before We Die, I questioned the validity of the Minnesota Vikings. Yet somehow in the span of one week, I drank the Kool-Aid and went, hey, you know, the NFC is really not that good. The Vikings can make it to the NFC Championship game, which, you know what, Jesse, maybe that was the truth all along. Maybe they still could have, but... Whatever, we'll get there. I do want to talk some Vikings with you, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Let's hold the negativity for a little bit. Although, you know, the first topic's the Minnesota Wild. There might be some negativity there, too. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start there because I I don't know. You're very well-rounded, Jesse, but this is by far where you, if you're not at home, you're at the rink for the most part, correct? This is absolutely correct. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's start with the Minnesota Wild. And I actually don't even want to talk about recent games. They've been struggling. I think most people know that. What I actually want to start with is a question that I have given both Alex Micheletti and Judd Zolgad, and I want to see what your thought here is. Matt Dumba, a member of the Minnesota Wild post-NHL trade deadline or not a member of the Minnesota Wild post-NHL trade deadline? Just your thoughts. 
you know what? Had you asked me this maybe a couple weeks ago, it would have been different. I think he is. Now, this comes with a preface. I think Matt Dumba is a member of the Minnesota Wild through the end of the year, and then he is gone in free agency. The reason I think he makes it past trade deadline is because right now, the way that the Minnesota Wild are sitting, they're not one piece away. They're not two pieces away. There's nothing that comes at the trade deadline that is going to magically fix the Minnesota Wild to be a true Stanley Cup contender. And in my opinion, and from what I've seen from Bill Guerin, you you don't want to make moves that are necessarily going to shake up the locker room and not do anything to yield full success on the ice. I mean, the Minnesota Wild kind of are what they are this year, and, and Matt Dumba definitely is a player that has contributed to more uh, losses than wins, I think. Um, and again, his contract is up at the end of the season, but unless you get something decent of value for him, which his performance isn't going to get you too many calls, I don't think for, for good value. I think he's a member of the team. I mean, I would even take, I guess, a pick for Dumba. So I suppose if that comes across Bill Guerin's desk, but otherwise I know Guerin really appreciates what Matt Dumba brings in the locker room. And he has stressed the importance of the culture in that room. So I think that's a large reason that Dumba stays. It's not to say that he's going to be a member of the wild next year. I just feel at this time, the Minnesota wild probably aren't going to make too many moves come trade deadline and really don't have to. Okay. So I think there's two ways to look at your, your answer right there. There, the two schools of thought are, well, if he's going to leave, it's better to get something than nothing. Even if you're not getting a lot, maybe it's Mm a low draft pick. Maybe it's just a, I don't want to say situational player. That's not really a hockey term, but maybe a third or fourth line guy, correct? A bag of pucks, whatever. A bag of pucks. Yeah, a bag of pucks. (laughs) Or there's the other way to look at it, which you just said. If you hold on to him and you lose him in free agency, which you probably will. I mean, even though I think his, his play this year has maybe knocked a few dollars off that contract, maybe still not to the level where the Wild could afford him with their cap situation, so do you hold on to him, though, thinking he could be a part of a team that gets hot and makes a Stanley Cup playoff run should they make it? Because it's not like the Minnesota Wild are bottom feeders either. It's mm-hmm. It reminds you in a weird way, a lot of the Minnesota Vikings, they've been stuck in the middle for an awful long time. And the middle's a very tough place to be in professional sports. It just is. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's tough for fans too. You hate watching just kind of the constant turnover, the ups and downs, knowing that there's probably not going to be this longevity of success at the end of the season that you pray and hope for. But it's it's just a volatile life that we live, Ross, as sports fans, as people in sports media. It's kind of, you never know what's going to happen on, on any given night, any given Sunday, if you will. Um, and it's it's keeps you on your toes a little bit. Uh, On that part about, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen, especially in media. And this is kind of dovetailing off of the Minnesota Wild a little bit, at least the team on the ice. How do you handle that as somebody who technically, for Wild.com, forgive me for asking, does that technically make you a team employee? Are you an NHL employee? So how does that how does that part work with both my roles within hockey? Because game day stuff and new stuff and just straight kind of team things, whether it's the wild or the visiting team, that's NHL.com and then wild.com would the I mean, the team certainly pays me. And obviously with both entities, I definitely have to take a more PR approach, right? So with wild.com, it's certainly speaking positively about things. And with the NHL. It's not. I uh, I got scolded. I got a little 
whack on the hand last night because I tweeted about the terrible officiating I saw. So things like that I'm not allowed to say, right? Like that's well, and, something and, and, you and know. Th- and that's the part, Jesse, and, and I don't want to get you in trouble. I'm not I don't even want to go no. down that part, but what I'm wondering yeah. about is you get to know a lot of these players on a bit of a personal level. And here I'm talking to you about Matt Dumba, like, you know, he's a bar of soap, like a tradable commodity, <laughs> right? I mean, right. And, you know, and I remember years ago when I used to do more locker room stuff when I first broke into this business, that part is weird. I mean, it's no different than any other job. We've all worked with employees who are here today and gone the next day, but it's a little bit different when it's on such a public scale and everybody can see it. So, how do you deal yeah. with that? Like, I'm asking you about Matt Dumba, a person you've gotten to know a bit. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, they just might be gone and you'll see him once or twice a year versus almost every day for six months. I mean, it's it sounds probably a little crass. And, and I certainly try to make such a point to chat with these guys without a microphone in their face. I really value kind of seeing them as a person and telling their stories and having them trust me and being respectful. Not to say I can't be a little bit maybe cruel, but you have to remind yourself, they're not your friends, right? Like they're, and you know, they're certainly not just pieces of meat either. They are bars of soap, as you had mentioned, they, <laughs> they, they come and go, but they're they delicate also human beings too. <laughs> yes, like They have things and it's hard. I mean, it's harder, no disrespect to them, but it's harder when there's a family involved and they have to move that. Like you can understand where that just scrapes. And that's obviously something that's, I can relate to having family and kids of my own. Um, you know, it's, it's always kind of tough, especially, because then you're losing a person that maybe you did have a good rapport with or a guy that you could always go to. I mean, Dumba and I have had many great conversations. He's done a lot of stories. He does a lot of good in the community here in Minnesota. Um, you know, as, as a person, he's fantastic. And I think you always have to remind yourself, trades are never reflective of who they are as people. Very rarely. There are certain instances, there are guys that might be moved because they just don't fit. They're not great locker room guys. But for the most part, it's the play. It's a business. The players know that as a writer, I know that. And it's still always fun to see guys come through. Eric Stahl was in town last night, got to give him a hug, chat with him, see how his family was. So, I mean, you're still able to kind of keep those relationships. It's just a bummer because you have to find maybe a new source or a new go-to in the locker room. Back to the team on the ice. We'll spend a little bit of time here. They've been struggling an awful lot the last few weeks, and you know far better than I do. It's amazing in the NHL how a bad two weeks can really bury you, but sometimes a good two weeks doesn't do anything for you in the standings. So every point really matters. And we'll just take, you know, you mentioned the Florida game, which was on Monday night. The extra point there for the Wild would have been incredibly nice, especially when you start to look at how tight things are and now the Wild have turned in to a fringe playoff team at this point in the season. Is this a team in your estimation that can still make the playoffs, and when they get there, Jesse, is there any hope that this could be the team that gets hot and maybe goes to a conference finals? (laughs) No, not to (laughs) laugh at that thought. Absolutely not. And I think that's okay. You know, like, I people keep going back to last year and comparing things to last year, and I remember coming into the season saying last year's gone, that's done. And you still didn't achieve what needed to be achieved, even with the best regular season. But not only that, I felt like last year was such an anomaly. You had so many different factors outside of Kevin Fiala. You had players with career best years that you're just, you shouldn't expect to see ever again. Frankly, those aren't the type of players they are. And that's okay. After the uh, Zach Parisi, Ryan Suter buyouts, you knew it was going to be tough 
goings for the Minnesota Wild. They were going to have to lean on the young guys, their prospects. Lucky for Minnesota Wild fans and for the organization, Minnesota has the top prospect pool in the NHL. They have players that are there. The pieces are in place. But with that comes a little bit of growing pains. You have to give them time. You have to water it, mature it, um, all of those analogies that you want to make about it. So it's going to take a little bit. Not to say that the Wild can't get there. You just have to have some patience. And, of course, sports fans have no patience. It's a win-now mentality or we're done with you. Uh, but I think Minnesota is in good fit. It's just not for the next couple of years. Now, going back to your question about will they make the playoffs, it's going to be reminiscent of years past where it comes down to the final four games and you're looking for one point and you're needing Colorado to lose or St. Louis to win this game. Um, you know, it's going to be up and down. It's it's they got lucky that St. Louis has bombed as horrendously as they have. Uh, the biggest fear is Colorado in the rearview mirror who once they're fully healthy and that's the problem that they've had all season long. They're still Colorado. They are still the defending Stanley Cup champions. Um, but yes, I think they will likely sneak into the playoffs just barely, probably in that wild card spot. Uh, as far as making a run, I would be shocked. I will, Ross, I will pay you $50 if that happens. Well, you know, I'll just settle for you and I and Thor need to get together, as I've promised you in March, for like a before we die end of the year reunion, but already previewing the upcoming draft. But I hesitate to do that in March because all Thor will talk to us about is the draft and we won't actually have a <laughs> have a real conversation. That's mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. But 50 bucks or a free dinner would be very valuable. I won't hold you to that. So I'll, I'm just letting you know that right now. I okay. would gladly pay it because that means that they're in the Western Conference finals. And I'll, that means I'm still making money. Well, they're, OK, during then, that time. So, you know what? Yeah. I'm in no position to turn down money, so I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, percent chance this might be the most important Minnesota Wild question I ask you. I don't despise the Minnesota Wild current uniforms. If anything, I've always kind of scoffed at the name, what is a wild? You're a, what are we, a verb or an adjective? We're not even a noun. And sorry, I'm a product of Lakeville School, so I can't tell you the difference between a verb or an adjective. But I do know Minnesota Wild is not a noun. I can get past all of that, but I would say this. I would really love to see the North Stars themed uniforms back in more regular rotation. What are the odds those awesome throwback inspired or whatever you want to call them North Stars ask unis become the real unis? And a part of this question is mainly I'm just still super bitter at the Dallas Stars for leaving town. Not even that part, though. I'm just super bitter at them for desecrating what were great uniforms because the ones that they were now are awful. No, they had like one good rotation in there once upon a time. And the rest of it has just been kind of like, could be better. Um, You have to talk to the NHL. I mean, the colors obviously made the comeback as they were, but I believe the NHL owns everything belonging to the North Stars. It's not even Dallas that owns it. I think it's the entire league. Uh, But I agree. I mean, there is something so sharp about those reverse retros. I would tweak them a little bit. I would maybe have the Minnesota Wild script that they had once upon a time tossed in there and maybe add some different adages to the old Minnesota Wild. I mean, but there's something just so sharp about that green and yellow together. Not to be confused with the Green Bay Packers green and no, yellow, mind you. Let's not do that. That's an ugly green and yellow yes, or green and gold. Is... These ones are beautiful. They're a Picasso. 
Yes. Well, it's the green, man. It's like that vibrant green and this just yellow. And it lends itself to beautiful goalie pads and goalie masks, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, To answer your question, I think that from what I've heard, there have been rumblings that it will work its way into the rotation more than just on a reverse retro night. Uh, Because I think even outside of Minnesota, people are in agreement that that is just a fantastic look. I think the tough thing that you struggle with as the Minnesota wild organization and brass is they want to form their own entity. They, yeah. they're probably very tired of living under this Minnesota North star situation without, you know, completely decimating what was the history of professional hockey here, but that's not them. They're the Minnesota wild organization. So I understand I'm sure from up top way higher than my pay grade, there is conversation. That's like, that's let's move on. I don't disagree with entirely, but it just looks good. And I'm all for looking good. Well, I think you know this by now and you do look good today. Uh, If if that means anything to you. (laughs) Um, Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Happy Valentine's Day. We're we're recording this on Valentine's Day. Uh, I think you know this uh, by now from some of the stuff that we've talked about on podcasts that we've been a part of, or even if you just pay attention to my stupid tweets because 99% of them are stupid and meaningless, but follow me at Brendel Ross if you'd like. I pay way too much attention to uniforms. Hockey has beautiful sweaters. But I'm even going to give you an out here. Do you have a favorite uniform in all of sports? I don't know if I have a favorite one, but I have... I have like a typeset. I, I I love good traditional uniforms. Like when Georgia plays Alabama in college football, that's sure. beautiful to me. When yeah. Michigan and Ohio State play and they play with their normal traditional uniforms and not something stupid that was concocted within the last decade, that's beautiful to me. I mean, I do. The I, Rangers, I, I, to me, have some of the best uniforms in all sports. New York Rangers. I was going to say New York, not Texas. Not Texas. Okay. New York mm-hmm. Rangers. See, sports. I know other yeah. sports. I, think I know mostly. you do. <laughs> um, no, I do. I think I couldn't think of one off the top. I mean, I love the Hartford Whalers. I love mm. the throwback, right? Like just just beautiful, beautiful um, situation. No, I, I actually, unpopular opinion. I love when teams go all black, even if black's not yeah, a part of the see, I, know I people, despise that. Yeah, I get it. There's just something so badass about it's- like a full black look and then the matte helmets i need a matte helmet whatever sport it is give me a nice matte helmet this this will pain you but i used to not have much of a problem with your iowa state cyclones Mm. until the last few years they started wearing the all black uniforms which have nothing to do with their color scheme (laughs) and that makes that makes me angry and now i dislike them slightly more because i accidentally upset all of cyclone nation talking about i'm glad we don't have to hear about brock purdy anymore and then they accused me of being happy that he got injured which yeah that's mean i can me what did brock ever do to you he's a good feel good story (laughs) ross just be happy i don't like the feel good stories they get annoying after like two months i'm just i'm just saying i don't wish i didn't wish the injury upon him i still feel bad what the uh the rehab he has to go through but yeah i'm I'm not gonna lie i'm i was mildly happy when we didn't have to hear about him every three seconds so i will say i thought it grew tired when people were like well where would you pick him now i'm like i'd still pick him probably last like i would (laughs) i mean not to be mean the niners passed on him multiple times right so I, (laughs) i love when people talk about that stuff okay good segue there let's talk a little bit about the super bowl did you have any major takeaways from the game whether it be the game the commercials or rihanna what were your 
overall thoughts on the spectacle that is the Super Bowl. Besides, I mean, uh, yet again, the Vikings not participating. I mean, we could talk about that, too, because watching that game, one thing became very clear. The Minnesota Vikings are not that close. As much as we wanted to believe it this year, watching those two teams duke it out, the Minnesota Vikings are not on that level at all. And this doesn't mean just knocking a Kirk Cousins, but I'm knocking Kirk Cousins. You don't have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. And you need a dual threat quarterback. I think that's what the Super Bowl showed. Like, that's that's huge. There's very – the NFL in general is trending that way, and that's not Kirk Cousins' forte, not to mention he only has one true weapon with uh, Justin Jefferson. So I think that was my first big takeaway. Second takeaway, uh, solid game up until the officials took control of it a little bit. The right call, though, you have to admit it was it – was a hold it just kind of took the air and the excitement out of such a such a fantastic game rihanna's performance you go girl i i could have used more of a spectacle but also i peaked last year when m and dr dre and snoop <laughs> performed so like nothing will ever top that for me uh but she's got banger after banger after banger so you got to give respect congrats to her on the pregnancy the one thing i had to laugh about having been pregnant three times in my life and just still continuing to live my life. People are like, oh, it's amazing what you can do. Or, oh, she couldn't do this. It's like, you're not broken. Like when you're pregnant, <laughs> you're still very capable of doing mostly everything. So, uh, but pretty cool for her to announce that and have that special moment. And for her to just do it solo is yeah. one hell of an achievement. Well, to basically announce she's pregnant without announcing she's pregnant is, <laughs> is that's like kind of a, a power play. I got Did a little- you, like question, like, were you like, because no, I didn't want to be rude. You never want to yes. be rude. We're so conditioned to not like be mean about that. Yeah, 100%. I felt bad. Like right away I went, oh, I think she's pregnant again. And then I went, wait a second. She just had a kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? So maybe she's not. And then right thing. away I went, oh, I maybe she's not. That's a really bad thought. But then, of course, I did what all of the world did. I Googled it. Yeah, and right. there were no answers. But then just looking at it, I'm like, no, that that's a legit baby bump, that's right? Like that's bump. yeah, that's a baby bump. Yeah. The only thing I was disappointed in, and it was myself for getting my hopes up. I I've said this for years. I am the just play the game guy. I don't need a Super Bowl mm-hmm. halftime show, right? I don't okay. I don't begrudge it, but I don't need it. But when they showed Paul McCartney in the first half. I thought maybe he would show up with Rihanna and sing because they've done a collab before. So I thought maybe mm-hmm. he might be the special guest. And I'm pushing for Paul to do the halftime show again, even though he's 81 or 82 at this point. He did it back in 2005, and I have uh, just an unwavering love for Sir Paul McCartney. So I'd I'd love to see that again, even though his voice is shot and largely sounds pretty bad. But it's the spectacle and the... The entertainment. It's I, a halftime. I'm with you, Jesse, on the on the call at the end of the game. I think you have to call it. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. My gripe is not that they called it there. I don't know, and I mean this. I'm being serious. I don't know. I didn't go back and watch all the film. Were they mm-hmm. calling it like that all game? Sure. And if if they if they were or weren't, I'm not even sure if that changes my opinion. But I, I one of my biggest things in sports, and I think we talked about this on before we die. It happens in football more than anything. Ah, oh, you just really can't call a penalty there. It happened with uh, the Patrick Mahomes play. Yes, and yes. I'm, and I'm like, well, yeah, you, you kind of can. If it's a penalty, you have to call it. You, mm-hmm. you can't just arbitrarily legislate when is a penalty and when is not a penalty. And by the way, the NFL opens itself up to that because almost every penalty other than what? False start and offsides is basically a subjective call. They can mm-hmm. say that it's not, but they all are subjective. 
For sure. No, absolutely. I think we've been so used to, and this goes across the sports board, because I know, for instance, in hockey, you pocket your whistle a little bit during certain times in the playoffs, right? Same thing. You kind of expect it because you do want the game to play. Let's just play. Let them play. Let them get away with things. But you're right. There needs to be a level of consistency, too. I mean, the only reason... I'm more okay with the holding call is because the player that committed said call said, yeah, I grabbed his Jersey. Like it was a hundred percent a hold. And and good on him, by the way, yes. how many people would sit there and go, I wasn't a penalty. I know. Right. Oh God. I would, I'd be like, no, no, no. Somebody else must've done it. It wasn't yeah. me. I am not throwing myself under the bus. So yeah, sorry. I don't know what you were looking at. That was, I had nothing to do with that. Nothing uh, to do with that. Yeah. Cause, and that's just it. Like you can't criticize the officials for calling or not making calls during certain points of the game and then go back and be like, Oh, well they didn't make the call at this point in game, but that's okay. So I think you just nailed it, Ross. Like there's gotta be some sort of, but it's an unwritten rule too, right? It's just kind of an unwritten rule in sports as you let it play out. You, you don't see it. You turn a blind eye, whatever analogy you want to use. Uh, but it is what it is. Don't make the penalty. Just try not to hold and that you don't have to worry about it. Do we think that this is the year where scientists and religious leaders from all walks of life and all around the world will sit down in one room and finally once and for all figure out what is a catch and what isn't a catch for the rest of the world to figure out? Yes. You want to talk every year. They seemingly try and make a rule to make that less subjective and all they do is make it more subjective. So you never know. What the heck is happening? Okay, mm-hmm. I want you to listen to this and give me your thoughts on on what I'm about to play because I don't know if all the masses know, but besides doing everything that we talked about, wild.com, bar down beauties, all the stuff you're now doing with Score North, you are now a big-time superstar, and I ripped this off from C.J. Fogler on the Twitter machine. But I, I'm just going to play this. I don't have the video for it, but people will hear the audio. I want you to tell me all about this, you big-time game show superstar. Please welcome Jesse, a sports writer who covers the Minnesota Wild Hockey Team, and Edward, a youth outreach specialist who invented a paper football game. Well, good to see you guys. Thank you. You know, you're a sports reporter, sports writer, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, absolutely. But big hockey fan, obviously. You know, Minnesota, that's what we do. Yeah, that's the law. (laughs) That's the law. It really is. I think it's built into, like, when we're born, like, all right, you like hockey. That's kind of how it goes. So do you have crushes on hockey players? All the time. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I lost the guys and just kept the sport, which I think worked out better for me. Really? Probably the guys. Okay. A little bit. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So that's J- that's Jay Leno right there. So please, <laughs> please tell me all about this because I'm also slightly bitter. We went an entire season of Purple Dailies before we die, and you never dropped this hint to me. But I'm assuming you were under, like, gag order, correct? So what was this? How did this happen? How did you become a game show superstar? And what was it like meeting my guy, Jay Leno? Well, hilariously, because we recorded it back in June. Like, I was out there in L.A. recording that, like, June 4th. Um, no, it's, it's still so funny to me and so surreal. Like I didn't apply for it. I didn't do anything. They, somebody reached out to me on DM on Instagram, uh, direct message, uh, casting agent and said, Hey, we're looking for people with good personalities to be on this game show. And I watched the game show and I was like, Ooh, ooh okay. <laughs> uh, like, it's just kind of, it's meh. It's, it's different. But um, and then I the second thought was this is for sure a scam, right? Like this is not real, whatever. I'm just gonna ignore it. Yeah, they're gonna want my social security yes, card, right? credit card number. So she messaged me again and had sent this form along, and I looked at the form and I was like, Well, there's nothing 
that's going to like bite me in the butt if I fill the form out, right? Like whatever, it's it's fine. Like I think it was literally just your name, what you do, basic questions. So I filled it out and then I get a phone call from them saying we'd like to do a casting call with you uh, via Zoom. So I like went through what I imagine most beautiful actresses go through by having to sell myself and answer questions. And then I will never forget, I got the phone call to say that they selected me while I was at morning skate of game five for the Minnesota Wild. This was in Wow, May. what a day. And uh, yeah, and the reason I remember that is because they were like, will you be available in June? And I looked at the team and I was like, they're not going to be playing in June. <laughs> and I was like, I will be available in June. So they flew me out there. Um, it was a one day shoot. I went to a Dodgers game afterward because that was kind of my one bit that I got to explore of, of LA. And then they flew me back home and I was at a hockey rink that night actually working. I, I had talked about it at the time and then it just kind of fell away. Right. So don't take it personally. Like I didn't tell a whole lot of people until last week when I got an email saying like, Hey, your show will be airing on this date. And I was like, Oh my God, that's right. I was on a game show. Like I just still, still so bizarre. And then this just dawned on me. Is that Kevin Eubanks? Who, Kevin that's Kevin Eubanks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I got yep. to apologize. I have recorded uh, the episodes. I recorded a bunch of these, but I have not watched it yet. So yeah. are there spoilers you want to give or not give? Or I'm, should we just I'm, leave it at that? I should just let people know I am not a U.S. history buff at <laughs> all. Like, please. And then I share another story that I shouldn't have. Like, it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's the bright just, lights, right? The camera does it. Was. it to you. Like I was just trying because they tell you to like kind of pump your personality up. So I was in there high and like, yeah, yeah, we love this. this is, I was, but it came like I was watching it and I've never been so nervous. I've done a lot of things in my life and watching that TV, that game show, I've never been like so nervous. And, I, even though I knew the outcome, but it's the game shows that I would want to, and this is where I give people like you credit, Jesse, even those who do. Uh, Jeopardy, even though I have a Jeopardy rant, I'll give you separately. That doesn't need to go out on the air. But I would do, I levitate, levitate, I gravitate towards game shows that are more like chance, like the price is right. Or I always, I always thought let's make a deal was brilliant because all you were asking people to do was go on gut and open cases, right? Sure. Anything like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I can tell you, no, I'm not. I'm not even smarter than like a second grader when I look at those questions. So so props to you for doing that. I, I do want to give props to my friends at Beans Coffee Company. Don't miss out on all things that Beans Coffee Company has to offer you. The easiest way to not make any mistakes and miss out on those things are to subscribe to their email newsletter. Subscribers, you'll receive advance notice on limited time sales, new releases, promo codes, which we'll get to in just moments, and so much more. The website is coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. If you're a coffee drinker like I am, you want to check them out. I am just crushing some Profectus blend. It's a newer blend of theirs, and I love it. While you're there, sign up for a coffee subscription. Subscriptions, they can be set up in one to eight week intervals. They can be customized by blend and even bag size. 12 ounce, five pound bulk bags. You have the option to have it delivered right to your door. One last thing you can forget when you head to the grocery store. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. That's SPORTSCHAT when you order. You'll save a little bit of cash upon checkout. You'll be supporting me at Minnesota Sports Chat as well. Beans Coffee Company ships anywhere in the U.S. 
Free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. And yes, you can order by the bag if you want to test out these wonderful blends. Coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. Jesse, how do I sell myself to get on one of these game shows? I guess have a really cool Instagram page. I pro- like I- <laughs> or, or just less negative in general. Generally, I think they steer away from that. I don't know. It was funny because like even when I went out there, we get to chat with like some of the other contestants, right? Yeah. Um, and not my partner. You don't know your partner until you get out there. But like people were far more fascinating than me. One person was like a legit like lord of the land. Uh, another one was the first or one of the first black female flight attendants. What's another a lord of like a the land? I don't. He has, he has like a lordship. It like has a piece of property and is like a lord. Like, I, and so then they're like, "Well, what do you do?" I'm like, "Well, I don't swallow swords or do anything that you folks. I just talk sports. Like, I'm way not cool like everybody else. Here. Way though to represent us all. And uh, I think I've done a horrible host job here. Can you give the name of the game show you appeared on? Oh, you bet your life with Jay Leno and Kevin Eubanks. It uh, premiered last week. I believe it pops up on their YouTube. They said in like two weeks. Okay. So, Keep an eye out. I'm sure I'll spam everybody in my Twitter feed with it. Once I, it's out. I do a really good Kevin Eubanks. Can I do it for you? Please do. <laughs> That's right, Jay. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so, so funny, Jay. Remember, he, that's it. all. He, that's all he did, and I loved it. What a great way to make a living. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to close this out with five filler questions. Five filler questions is inspired by a gentleman we both know well, Phil Mackey. He was the first person to play this game with me. Hence, he got the naming rights, which is five filler questions. Hilarious, because when I saw that in the email, I was like, is that actually how we're supposed to spell filler? Like, I stupidly was like, (laughs) am I spelling filler wrong? He will always, I'm paying homage to him. He gets five filler questions, and you get the cheap podcast open Mm. of five, five, five. Filler, filler, filler questions. Jesse, question number one. Based on his current hair and stash, what year does wild defenseman John Merrill think it is? I'm going with 1984. Oh, see, I would go like 76. Okay. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. That I, I saw it last night for the first time in a little while. He had the uh, intermission interview with Gorgie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The hair and stash is something spectacular. He is, and his personality just kind of goes with it too. Like, I think we all laugh. They do this wild for bowl, they do this wild bowling event, uh, raising money for the, the Minnesota Wild Foundation and have fans the opportunity to like go bowl with your favorite wild players. And like every player I asked, and I agreed with them, I was like, who do you think's a good bowler? They're like, John Merrill just like looks like that guy that's at the bowling alley all the time, right? Like just kind of the he also I love bowling. He so also looks like a guy who whips it down there at like twenty miles an hour, right? Just he's got a pack of cigs in his arm sleeve. Like <laughs> I just he's got a vibe. He's got a, a Miller Lite or a Mick Gold in the other in the other arm 100%. or other hand. Question number two: You're a big Taco Taco Bell fan. I think that's well stated. But uh, important question here: Can I at least get you to admit to one thing? That nothing Taco Bell has holds a candle to the potato olays at Taco John's. No, we had this conversation yesterday, actually, at Morning Skate because we were. T- I, I've only been to Taco John's like twice in my entire life, and it, it's a, such a Midwest thing, which is another thing I didn't realize. Like that's you can't get it everywhere else. No, I Taco Bell over Taco John's any day. 
I had an awful experience with Taco Bell years ago, and I've only went back to them like two times since then. So it's literally been I've had them like twice in a decade. And it had nothing to do, Jesse, with um, getting sick. It was more of just the food was cold. It was stale. It was crushed. It was just a really bad presentation. That's fair. I can I can respect that. I had that my first experience with a Mexican pizza, which was recently, actually. Kind of the same thing. I was like, this is terrible. But I also think it wasn't the complete Taco Bell's fault. I think it was just the type of Mexican pizza I got that particular time. Is the Mexican pizza worth getting? People seem to go crazy but, for it. See, I I don't know. No, because again, I for me, the one I received, I think, was not the best it could have been. I need to go out to the one that is at like that bank made into a Taco Bell, like an hour away. I need to drive there and experience it there, I think. The worst travel experience you've ever had. Tell us about it. Oh my gosh. You know, maybe you lucky. don't maybe you don't have don't one really because have I've one. been fairly lucky to knock on wood. Yeah, like I really don't think I have had one. I have a hilarious travel experience. Uh, once upon my mother is a terrible. This is actually making fun of her. She's a terrible flyer. Hates flying. All of that. Uh, she just would rather stay on the ground. Right. She. To spite. I, I agree with Mother friend. Pierce. We are land based creatures, Jesse. We're land based. So, and she's the type that needs to get to the airport like five hours before because she just freaks out, right? So she's like, we get there, we have a couple of drinks. Our flight is at like nine. We're at the airport at seven, having some airport drinks. My brother and I, we were like 22 and 21 at the time, right? So we're young, so we're feeling good. We had been out the night before, yada, yada. Long story short, they asked my mom once we got off the plane if they needed a wheelchair because she had had so many Bloody Marys on the flight because she was so <laughs> nervous. And so we get off the flight. She's drunk, just doesn't give an S about anything. It was hilarious. And so, like, we even get the rental car. She didn't drive. My father was driving. But she was like, nah, we don't need insurance on that. Well, then the next morning, soberly, she finds out that she didn't get insurance on the car. We could not drive that vehicle the entire trip because she was terrified we were going to <laughs> break it. I was like, "You're what is wrong with you, woman? So, you know, that's her experience, but mine as well. Well, she's lucky that all they asked was if she needed the wheelchair and not that they were going to ground the plane because she was belligerently <laughs> drunk on the flight. Like she was just like happy. Like, and I was having some with her too, but it was just so funny. Like, cause they make them strong on that plane, right? Like it's a lot of think, booze and not much tomato. I think they know they got to calm people down. Two quick questions mm-hmm. for you. Then I'll get you out of here. Cocaine bear. Yay or nay. You and the hubby checking yay, out cocaine sure. bear. Why not? Why yeah. not? I won't go. I won't pay money for it. I will. Once it comes across my TV screen, I will watch. At first, I thought it looked stupid, or not just the premise of it. Then I saw the previews. I'm like, yeah, I could waste two hours watching it's this. It's real, too. Yeah. Is that what I read? Like, it's based on a real situation? Yeah, but I don't know. Did they ever interview the bear and get the bear's thoughts? So, I mean, I don't know how real can it be. But, yeah, I don't know. It looks so stupid, it might be fun. Mm-hmm. Question number five, then I'll get you out of here. How much, and you've kind of alluded to it, but let's just let's kind of finish where we started. How much do you miss your weekly chats with myself? And I guess we'll throw Thor in there on Purple Dailies before we die. I often find myself on particularly Mondays and Thursdays not knowing what to do. Sometimes I just sit in the corner and weep. Um, it's it's gotten better. It's I've found things to keep my brain occupied so I'm not reminded of what I don't have on those days. But I have a calendar that counts down the days until I get to uh, broadcast with you lovely gentlemen once again. You know, a good friend's uh, mother once told me, be uh, thankful for what you have, but also be thankful for what you don't have. So uh, be thankful that you spent time with me. 
Also, be thankful that you're now not having to spend time with me is probably the best way to put it. Jesse, this has been a ton of fun. I know you're incredibly busy. You're a mother of like 17 boys. You got all the wild stuff. You got everything you're doing for Score North. So thank you so much. Uh, plug everything that you're doing and where people can find you. Yeah, you can find me on NHL.com, Wild.com, different game stories, features, all that good stuff. I am at the Minnesota Wild Go home game, so come say hi if you are ever there. Also, Bar Down Beauties, a hockey-centric podcast with my friend Kirsten Kroll, the in-game arena host for the Minnesota Wild. We release new episodes each and every Monday, uh, talking hockey, talking pop culture even a little bit more, just having some fun. So, uh, Ross, appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, bud. Yeah, we'll talk again uh, real soon. Thank you so much. That is Jesse Pierce. Find her on that Twitter machine at Jesse underscore Pierce, I do believe. Is that correct, Jesse? That's correct. Okay, perfect. J-E-S-S-I. Oh, very important. J-A-S-S-I underscore Pierce on the Twitter machine. That actually does it for edition number 154 of Minnesota Sports Chat. Uh, Thank you uh, very kindly. I actually got a really nice email from a gentleman in Virginia. Turns out Minnesota Sports Chat, popular in Virginia. I think there's a military base out there. Probably a lot of Vikings fans there. So uh, thank you so much for downloading this podcast, rating and reviewing, subscribing, telling your friends and family. I really do appreciate it. And thanks, as always, to people like Jesse Pierce who give me their time to make this podcast happen. That'll do it for this edition. We'll talk again next week. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you for downloading.